over 2,700 years ago, there was a prophet by the name of Ovadia. Ovadia was the administrator in the house of a very evil king by the name of Achav. He was the Jewish king of Israel at that time. And Achav had an infamous wife by the name of Izevel. And Izevel went and she killed all the Nevi'im that she was able to find and she eliminated them. What did Ovadia do? Ovadia hid 100 Nevi'im, 100 prophets. He put them into two caves, 50 and 50. And he fed them bread and water. And he gave them light to be able to study Torah day and night. This week's Torah portion, the portion of Shemini, has 91 pesukim, 91 passages, and the Simon and the mnemonic is the name of Adja. What is the connection between Avadja and the portion of the week? It's interesting to note and observe that Avadja was a prophet. He was one of the four prophets who studied by Eliyahu Hanavi, Elijah the prophet. There was Avadja, Yonah, Micha, and Elisha. And our rabbis tell us that he merited prophecy because of the fact that he saved and he hid 100 prophets. And because there was a famine in the land, he took a loan, he borrowed money with interest, and he saved these 100 prophets. And this is the famous story of after his death that his wife went to Elisha and said that I have no money, And Elisha said to her, what do you have in the house? And she said, I have one cruise of oil. And Elisha said, well, make sure you have many, many vessels, empty vessels, and pour them in with this one cruise of oil, and that way you will pay back the loan that your husband took, and you'll have profit for you and your children until the end of time. That was the story of the wife of Avadja. Avadja was a convert. He came from Edom, the children of Esav. And in the book of Avadja, we only find one chapter. It's the only book of the prophets that has, from the beginning until the end of the book, only one chapter. That's the book of Avadja. And the Gemara says about Avadja, that when you want to chop down a tree, what do you do? You take a piece of wood, and you put it onto a piece of metal, and you use that wooden handle to knock down the big tree. And the same is true if you want to knock down Edoin, which is Rome, that came from Esau, you need to take someone that came from that nation, from the nation of, of Edoin, which is Esau, to knock down the tree, to knock down the nation of Edom. And in his prophecy, in the book of Avadji, he talks about 
the coming of Mashiach and how when Mashiach will come, Edom will be transformed and then God will become king upon the entire world. And so the question comes to mind, what is the connection between Avadja and the parish of the week? Furthermore, the Gemara says that we find here in the story of Avadja, which is found in Kings number 1, chapter 18. Over there, in verse number 3, it states that Avadja hoya Yorei es Hashem oid, and Avadya feared God very much. Says the Gemara that this is an explicit expression that we don't even find by Abraham Avinu. By Abraham we find that he feared God. Now I know that you fear God. But this doesn't say you feared God very much. But it says by Avadya that he feared God very much. And then he meets up with Eliyahu Navi, Elijah the prophet, his teacher, and Eliyahu Navi says, tell Achav that I am here. So what's the connection between Ovadia being greater than Avraham? What did he do that made him greater than Avraham? The portion of Shemini that we read this week falls out right after Purim on a leap year and on a non-leap year it generally falls out right after Pesach. What is the story of Shemini? The story of Shemini is that it was the eighth day. Shemini means eight. It was the eighth day after they inaugurated the Mishkan in the desert for seven days, Moses erected the Mishkan and dismantled the Mishkan. On the eighth day, Aaron becomes the official Kohen. He becomes the official administrator, so to speak, of the Mishkan. On that day, his two sons, Nadav and Aviu, go into the Holy of Holies. And there they bring incense and they die before God. The Erechaim HaKadosh tells us what was the sin of the two sons of Aaron. They came close to God and they died. What kind of a sin is that? The sin is that they came close to God and they let go. Instead of coming back. And that was the sin of the two sons of Aaron. And this is really what Purim is about, what Pesach is about, and the story of Avram is about. What is Purim all about? Purim is Adlayada. It's a time that we uh, intoxicate ourselves with wine, alluding to the secrets of the Torah to become so high. With these secrets of the Torah, we don't know the difference between blessed is Mordechai and the cursed is Haman. It's a very high state of spirituality. Similarly on Pesach, Pesach means to jump over. We jump over nature. As it says that on the first night of Pesach, God himself comes down and he liberates the Jewish people. 
Anivale Malach, I and no angel, Anivale Saraf, I and no fiery angel. It's God Himself. And therefore, a person reaches this high level of ecstasy, this high level of spirituality, and sometimes, Vayimusi, you die there. In other words, you forget the objective of becoming high on God, and high in spirituality is to be able to take this spirituality and this infusion of godliness and now come back down to the world and transform the world around you. And this was also the story of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu took his son Isaac on the altar for a sacrifice. And according to the Medrash and the Zoyar, he actually slaughtered Isaac. And Isaac died. Says the Torah, now I know you fear me, says God. Avram went against his nature. But the problem was, in all of these cases, Nadav and Avihu, and the same is true with, with, with Yitzchak, went to this high level of spirituality and they never returned. They died there. And the Rebbe explains that the same is true that a Jew sometimes could die in the synagogue. What does that mean? You go to the shul, you pray, you get very inspired. You go to a Torah class, it's very nice, very interesting. But when you leave the shul, you left the Torah class and you left the minion behind. You died in the shul. You, were, you did not take that inspiration and bring it into the workplace. You did not take that inspiration and bring it into your everyday life. And, and you surely did not bring it back into your house. So that is dying in the synagogue. That is the sin of the two sons of Aaron. And therefore we're told that what was the brilliance of Ovadja? What was his unique quality? That he came from a place of impurity. But he had the ability to transform it. Starting with saving the lives of 100 prophets. On the contrary, Ezebel was trying to kill the prophets and he gave them food and drink and he gave them sustenance and protection. It was about bringing them down into the world. In this world, they should live. In this world, they should survive. And in this world, they should thrive. And that's why the Torah says about him that Avadya feared God very much. Fearing God alone means I'm willing to die for God. Fearing God very much means I'm willing to live for God. And therefore, he gave life to these 100 prophets and therefore he received prophecy. And therefore the message is that after Purim, when you reach this level of Adviloyad, I don't know. And when you reach the level of Pesach, the Passover nature, now you come back down into the world. You have to infuse the world with that holiness. And that was the, the uniqueness of Avadya. And that is why Avadya only has one chapter, because his objective is to bring the entire world to oneness. Oneness with God. As we find the famous verse in the Tzifaniyah, which is, that the entire world will come to serve one God. And therefore I will transform the languages of all the nations into one language. It's the idea of oneness. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekeinu, Hashem Echad, Hero Israel, God is our Lord, God is one. 
And this is the power of Avadja. So therefore we're told in this week's parasha we read 91 passages, which the word 91 is also the word say to go out. To go out of Purim, to go out of Pesach, to go out of the Holy Temple, and to bring that inspiration into the everyday world. That is the objective. The objective is that Yaakov, the Jew, should transform Esav, the rest of the world. And to bring the rest of the world also to come to know God. And obviously this starts with the workplace and through the internet and using modern technology and science to be able to permeate all of these things with the holiness of God. So the lesson is as follows. Chazoyin Avadjo. Avadjo had a vision. What is Avadjo? Avadjo means Eved, a servant of God. Yud and Hey. And as the Rebbe goes on to explain that the Yud represents paradise, the world to come, or the concealed worlds, and Hey represents this world down here. As the Gemara says, that God created the world, this physical world, with the letter Hey, and He created paradise with the letter Yud. And therefore, Avadja had this vision, he had this prophecy. So the question is, how do we have prophecy today? How do we experience the hay of God's name, which is to see the secrets of creation? And how do we have the yud of Avadja's name, or God's name? Which is to see the depth and the pleasure of paradise. So the answer is, through Oved through being a servant of God. One may think that this means I have to care about myself and only myself. Focus on myself. I should pray and I should daven, I should study Torah. I should become more spiritual, I'm more holy, etc., etc. So what do we see? On the contrary, says the Gemara, why did Ovadja receive prophecy? Because he went and he saved 100 Nevi'im, 100 prophets. And he gave them food, and he gave them sustenance, and he gave them light to be able to study Torah. And here we see a clear message that, that the importance of our generation is to work with another person. It's not to be so concerned about ourselves. And even though, of course, you have to study Torah, and you have to daven, and give tzedakah, etc., etc., that goes without, without any question. However, the objective is to be like Ovadja, to go and to, to save these 100 prophets and these 100 students and to inspire them to God and to Torah and Mitzvahs. And by doing so, then we, even in Golos, have the ability to be a prophet, to have Chazoyin Ovadja, to be able to see the secrets of creation. And what happened after Ovadja saved the 100 prophets? It says... He goes, he meets Elijah, the prophet, his teacher. Who is Eliyahu? Elijah is the one that is supposed to tell us that Mashiach is coming. And therefore, 
we see from being and following in the footsteps of Avadya, we have the ability to meet up with Eliyahu Navi, Elijah the Prophet, who will give us good news and tell us, He named Mashiach Bar, and Mashiach is here already. And that is the idea of Shemini, the portion of Shemini, which is the number eight. We know that the number seven represents the cycle of nature. There are seven days of the week. Eight is beyond nature. Like the bris. Why is the bris on the eighth day? The circumcision takes place on the eighth day because the circumcision is a covenant between man and God that is beyond intellect, beyond nature. Basically, out of bris, out of circumcision, we say that God, you are our God, and we are your people. And therefore, even if God forbid, God doesn't provide what he has to, the bread and the water, you're still our God. And God tells us, God forbid, if you don't follow the Torah, you violate the Torah, you're still my children. It's beyond intellect, the number eight. So comes along the mnemonic of the Parsha, which is Ovadja, to remind us that even though it's important to reach this level of eight, which is a level of prophecy and a level that's beyond time and space. However, at the same time, if you truly want to fear God very much, like Ovadia, the objective is to bring this level of Purim and to bring this level of Pesach down into your everyday workplace and down to everything that you do, to do work and to, and to meet people with tremendous betachon, with tremendous trust in God, and to bring the awareness of God and the knowledge of God to all the nations. And so we hope and pray that that God will truly be king and that we will see not only that the Jewish people will go in the ways of God, but all the nations of the world will also flock to the Holy Temple with the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days.